everybody. It's, it must be Sunday. It must be around 4 o'clock because I'm here, you're here, and we have a new person on the other side of the class that we have never visited our show before. And you're gonna you're gonna flip because it's not a gal, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we've got a person that you probably heard of on the other shows. Grant is joining in. Hope is Hope's birthday weekend, and so she took it off so she could have some fun mm-hmm. and not have to worry to be here. Yeah. So welcome, Grant, to the KDK Nine Show. Well, thanks for having me. It should be fun. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> we'll see about five thirty. Of course, you know if you still have your hat on and your hair is not frizzed, you right. know, like hello, we've got time. We'll you see. got it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And so hopefully everybody. So don't freak out. You, you know, if, uh, when he answers the phone, that a guy is answering the phone because everybody's used to women around here for many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Dingo Donnie or Donnie Love. Yeah. Uh, he was my very first producer. Awesome. And then I had uh, Rover Rob, you know, Rob that works mm-hmm. uh, KS95. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, I worked with Rob over at KS95. Yep. And then um, otherwise that was, and then I had uh, Ted. Those are the three guy voices that I had. Otherwise, it's all been girls. So. Cool. Well, kind of cool. Yeah. Where, uh, and a lot of people think my voice is a guy anyway. So <laughs> what the hey. So hopefully you got some great questions for me this year, or this week, I mean, and that your Christmas decorations, boy, uh, it's going up all over the place. And it's, I, I was going to try to bring mine, get mine going on Saturday because I got a lot of stuff to put up. <laughs> But uh, I'm 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 in charge of the Hugo Lions uh, Senior Dinner, which is this coming this Tuesday, and uh, we're doing a drive through. We used to have it at the Hugo Legion, but because with everything's going on, mm-hmm. we didn't want to cancel it. So we tried to figure out, okay, how can we do this? Mm-hmm. And this is my first year doing the Senior Dinner, and of course, it can't be like all the other twelve Senior Dinners. It had to be something I had to try to construct this in my head. And so we're doing a drive through at the Blacksmith, and uh, so but I wanted to give it ambiance, you know on the outside so yeah. I, I went and I, I put a call out anybody got a you know a, a Christmas tree that you know the fake trees yep. that you don't want anymore and so I've got five Christmas trees so now we're going to decorate those but see now it's from two to four in the afternoon so we don't need lights at first I was scrambling okay how are we going to plug in all these lights and, mm-hmm. and, that, and I'm like well wait a minute it's not even dark so what I need is, you know, like bows and garland. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting. Do you need some garland? I actually have a bunch at my house that I could bring by. I work all week here. I could just leave it in a little cubby here for you to well, be I, yours. I appreciate that. But I, I visited the dollar store yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me and the dollar store were very chummy yesterday. Nice. And then I got some bows and such like that. So, Good. yeah. So I'm pretty much set. So thank you for your offer, though. But, Good. So, yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. And then... I have a, a dear friend, uh, Mickey. He is, uh, he's in fact one of the uh, Santas at Mall of America this year. Nice. But he used to go out to, uh, I think it's Portland, Oregon or whatever for like uh, November 15th to uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Be their Santa out there. They paid for all his lodgings and stuff. Ooh. But anyway, so he belongs to like Santa International. So I put a call into him about a month ago. I said, you know, there's going to be a lot of Santas out of work. <laughs> you think I can borrow some? <laughs> Do you think anybody would want to volunteer? So we got uh, seven Santas and a Rudolph coming. So that's going to put ambiance into the Very cool. why people are waiting. And they'll hand out candy canes and stuff like that and presents. And, so it's going to be fun. That's going to be Tuesday. So, uh, so needless to say, why I said that is because I was going to try to put Christmas up in my house. And I'm so trying to figure this drive through and how it's going to look that I just said, you know, I just want so much Christmas I can do. So hopefully by the end of the week, I'll get my Christmas stuff up. So 
Anyway, so hopefully if you guys uh, got some calls, uh, you can uh, got some questions. It'd be great to hear from you. You can give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. Now today, what I want to do is I want to revisit. I got a couple of emails from a not um, happy listeners. <laughs> <laughs> about uh, heartworm. I My statement on heartworm I, must have been about a month ago. And so I want to revisit the heartworm thing. So we're going to talk about heartworm uh, today. And then um, and then a couple other things that, you know, there's always something that comes up. And one thing that's happening is because of kind of a shortage of dogs, you know, people are either getting tons of puppies, but right. they really want a rescue dog, but they there's not any to be found, kind of, sort of. So, uh, but a lot of people are, not a lot, but many people are getting rescue dogs from breeders where the dogs have only been used for breeding and they don't know what a house is like. Uh, they've been brought up either in kennels or whether it's a, a cage kennel or a kennel yard type thing. Mm-hmm. And so, and everybody, unfortunately, you think that you're, I'm going to hug them and love them, love them. And in two weeks, I'm going to have this really neat dog. Folks, when you get the shy dogs, it's not that they've been beaten or anything like that. Is that they're worried, they're nervous, they don't know anything outside of their kennel, they don't know how to play, and so I, I just want you guys to realize when you do decide to adopt a breeder dog or a, you know such like that, and it's shy and it's that do not bring it to a dog park or doggy play group, which is going to be at least a year to two years of working and building this dog's confidence up, and then also to teach them life. Uh, most breeder dogs or shy dogs, they, no, they don't play. Don't feel bad because eventually it, it took my Ethel two years, but it also, I had another dog. So she kind of followed, you know, my Gilligan and that helped build her confidence with me. But, uh, so you did not tell you have to go get another dog if you get a shy dog. No, that's not it. The thing is, is that you just have to be comfortable that it may take a year to two years of working with this dog and building their confidence through training, through tricks, through just slowly letting them warm up to people. You keep, you protect their face and space. You don't let people just come straight into them and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. No, you can't do that. You've got to learn. And that's what I think I want to try to put a class together for shy dogs because it's, it's, it's a touchy thing, but it can go as long as you got the patience. And just realize that you're taking a dog that basically knows nothing, even though it looks like a dog, just think if you spent your whole life, um, sort of a better word, in jail, all right, and you come out and you're like, what the hey is all this? The busyness, the sounds, the smells, uh, steps, uh, just everything. So you've got to help them build that confidence and you've got to be there for them so that you can grow as a team. But just remember, you, it's not... It, it's. Uh, it's not all the hugsies and kissies and stuff like that. That's not what the dog is looking for. The dog is looking for a leader. They're not sure what to do. They don't know how to trust humans because basically most of the humans just fed them and walked away. There was really no interaction. So it's really, really important that you, like I say, um, start teaching. Everybody says, well, uh, oh, I'll, I'll let him acclimate to the house before I start. I don't want to you know, blow his marbles. No, this dog needs organization. It needs structure. And it needs working with a kind and generous and easygoing person that will not push the dog too far too fast. And it will come together. But you need to be patient. 
And uh, I've gotten calls from people, I've had him two months and he won't go get the ball. He doesn't know what a ball is or she. And so you know what it is but because you've lived in a world with balls <laughs> or, or the stick or whatever, the, the pinky dog. So that's why you've got to have a lot of patience. And it usually starts out with just teaching them to walk on a leash, to, to sit. And then when people come over, you have them on a leash, so you've got their, you know, the dog with you, and you get to tell people just to ignore the dog. Don't look at the dog. Don't touch the dog. Let the dog start, you know, smell. The, you know, they, they do air sniffs and such like that. But it's uh, you have to allow the dog to go to the people, and the only people, and the people that they go to aren't allowed to pet them. All right, because uh, if they look like, you know, if you say boo, they'll be in Wisconsin. You know, it's, it's a it's a road to hoe, and I just want you to realize that. And, boy, I'll tell you, it's the most um, a gratifying feeling when you finally see that dog coming out of the shell. And so, and even if you just, you own a shy dog, you didn't get it, it wasn't a breeder dog, you just didn't get this dog, you've had it, and it's a shy dog, you can work with that dog, and you can help bring it out of its shell, and build that confidence, but the worst thing you do, and can do, for a dog that's shy, and kind of scared, is to do that, oh, it's okay, it's okay, to the dog, you look like a weenie, and not worth somebody following, so you've got to just, you, there's a, uh, a fine line here, you've got to almost be the cheerleader, oh, you you're going to be okay with that. Look at this. What do you think this is? You know, you learn to work with the dog. And so that's why, uh, you know, if you need help with your shy dog, please give me a holler at Katie's Canine because I do phone consults, you know, so you don't have to, you know, the phone consults are only uh, 35 bucks. You can go to mytalk1071.com and go to my show page and there's a link to my show, my um, my website there. So the, the big thing is, is with the shy dogs, folks, you have to take baby steps. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Is it that type of break? Yeah, it is. And okay. before we go quick, I just want to say we have a couple calls for right after break, so okay. they'll be ready for that. And Janice called in a second ago. She's a big listener. She's a huge fan. She had a question, and I just want her to know that I didn't try to – we lost our connection there, and I just want to make sure that I would love for her to call back and try to get that question. It was about a partnership dog. So, Janice, okay. if you could call back, that would be great. She had, And she had some really nice words to say about you, and she loves the show dearly. Well, so. thank you. I greatly appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, and thanks for this, calling in, Janice. Well, this week I got my butt snipped a little bit by a couple people that were a little ticked at me but. Anyway, okay, here's the here's the riddle. Are you ready? I, I am the only organ that named myself. What am I? I'll be back. All right. I'm so glad we got Christmas music. I can recognize that. Half the songs they play for bumper music, I don't even recognize. I'm a country western person and 50, 60 person. I love country. I'm with you. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Okay, the question is... I am the only organ that named myself. What am I? Elbow, just a guess. Or that's not even an organ. That's a bone. <laughs> let's go with your kid. Let's go kidney. All right. Nope. The brain. The, oh, that was actually went through my head. Because... Well, it did, but I forgot to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's the only organ that named itself. Okay. The brain. All right. So now you know what we know. All right. All right. So it's who's up to bat first? Today? We've got David on the line here. And like David mentioned to me that his dog is having issues, digestive issues with his food. Right, David? Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. David. How you doing? Good. Good, Katie. Good. So what, what kind of pepper? Uh, she's, she was a rescue. She's about almost 12. Okay. Two years? Um, yeah. Okay. And she's, I've always fed her really high quality food raw. I've oh, nice. switched up her diet a lot. You know, nice. she does. Um, Sojo's and raw. Oh, nice! Proud and, of you. Um, 
Recently, she got really bad diarrhea, okay. really bad, and it. And so then I switched her to rice and egg and pumpkin, and it went away. All right. And so I thought, well, then it's food related. I thought so. I gave her the turkey sojos, and the diarrhea came back. All right. So then I went back to that, and that then it improved again. Once I went back to the rice and the eggs and the pumpkin, then I tried chicken, and she got diarrhea again. And so then I went back, and then I tried beef sojos, and, and she's had sojos for almost of her life. All right. And that gave her diarrhea. All right. And is it, is that, I mean, I've heard it's pretty common for poultry allergies to happen later in life. Yeah, but if you've been good about rotating, I don't see that. But what I would add, do, with the um, same with kind of us as we get older, we need more fiber in our diet. And I think the key here is you need to mix pumpkin with the sojos that you're using. All right. Get get more fiber in there for the dog. I I, I can't remember if you have to look on the back of the package and see how much fiber is in there. And I don't think there's much. And so that's why the older we get, we need more fiber. And so does the dogs. So I wouldn't see it as a a meat allergy. I would see it as she needs more fiber. And that's through, you know, pumpkins, any kind of squash could be sweet potatoes. It could be spaghetti squash, acorn squash, any kind of squash is good in fiber. And so that's what I would start doing is adding. Now, how many pounds is your pupper? Uh, She's like 20. Okay, try, you know, start out with, you know, like a heaping tablespoon, you know, once a day and see how that goes. Or maybe you need to do it twice a day. Just kind of experiment with that. I just think it's what the problem is, is that the dog needs more fiber is what it is. You know, when I do the rice, I do brown rice and I scramble eggs with uh, turmeric. Yeah, good. Look at you. (laughs) Yeah. And and then I do a little bit of pumpkin and, you know, the stools are perfect, you know, they're a little, you know. Mm-hmm. little turmeric yep. and tinged, but, you yep. know, other than that, they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, that doesn't seem to be a problem, but I'm like, you know, she's been on this diet for a while now, and I'm like, is this, you know, is this too much? So, Yeah, because, uh, well, you don't want to have them, even though you're using brown rice, and kudos to you using brown rice instead of white rice. Yeah. But, see, rice is, you know, very high in starch, and dogs have a no, hard time yeah, over time. So that's why I would just start by trying to go back and just use more canned pumpkin in okay. mixed in. I would try that. Otherwise, okay. they rotate, you know, like don't just do the dehydrated. Maybe put a little bit, you know, maybe one evening is uh, either freeze-dried or... Well, I uh, did the raw, and that even gave her diarrhea. Okay. You know, the, the real raw, the raw beef. Oh, okay. Well, so, so, so my guess is that I think the problem here, remember, I'm not a vet. I'm not a nutritionist. Right, right. That's what I've learned over the years. Yeah. And so, uh, what I would do is I, I really believe it's a fiber, fiber thing. Okay. So I would right. air, I would mix in the pumpkin with it because that's with what my, it. Ethel, you know, she's the three pound poodle that yeah. I've got. Yeah. Okay. Now, recently, the last couple months, I've had to add, uh, pumpkin to her because it was taking her forever because it was not formed. You know what I mean? It took, you know, to push it out. And then once I started doing pumpkin on a regular basis, now we're good to go. And so just every day I got to give her, well, for three pounds, she gets like a half a teaspoon. Yeah. Well, pumpkin, you know, that's not an issue. That's an easy thing to do. I'll just, I'll try that. I'll try that uh, tomorrow uh, with the sojos and I'll put pumpkin in. Yeah. Because it's happening with every meat. That's yeah. what, that's what, and then you said with the raw, I don't believe it's an allergen to the meat. I just think she just needs more fiber to make everything stick together to come out correctly. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, you know, it was bad. I was like getting up three times in the night. Oh, jeez, so. not good, not good. But otherwise, have, have you taken her in at 12? What's the last time you had a complete blood profile done? 
Yeah, no, she was in a while ago. I mean, they once they sort of thought she might have Cushing, but it, it was inconclusive. So. Okay, okay. But, so but how she, long... her appetite's good, her energy's good. Oh, I mean, good. you know. Okay, good, 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 yeah. good. Because you know, when they start getting older, you know, like uh, everybody should get a blood pro- complete blood profile when the dog is like two, three years old. Because yeah, you got something. Just, yeah, she just had that. Good, and so that's what you said. At least you got some kind of you know to go up against. Yeah. yeah so that's. But if otherwise, you just said it. Energy's good, appetite's good, but just as I just think it's a fiber problem. Okay. Yeah, if she's, I always say, if she's ever on her deathbed, I'll just have to throw some food and she'll jump right off. The deathbed. <laughs> That's good dog. Good doggers. Okay. Thanks, Kate. You're you the bet. best. Oh, I really thank you. It. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the question. That's so funny. She's in her deathbed. I'll just bring out the, you know, every dog knows that the rattle of the treat bag, you know, that, that mm-hmm. noise it makes. Yeah. I mean, it yigs. Oh, now you know what? Every dog that can hear this just ran to where the tweets are, the tricks are, <laughs> or not tricks. Treats, but anyway, okay. Hey, you got a question? Give a holler 651 641 1071. Who's up next? We got Nancy up next, and she's got a question about her cat and her mane, right? Nancy, okay, yeah. Hey, Nancy, um, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. So, what kind of cat I love do you got? Show. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Um, I have an 18 year old Maine Coon. Oh, my, and he's very healthy, but I have a hard time keeping up with his knots when he cleans himself. Okay. And I'm brushing them constantly and actually cutting some of the knots off. Mm-hmm. But I get a little afraid of cutting the knots off, but I, I brush them all the time. How do you keep up with that? Um, well, see, as the, old, as the cats get older, they have a harder time of, you know, their bendability sometimes isn't as good as it was, at, you know, to keep their coat in good condition. Now, first of all, what food are you feeding? Um, I feed him... Oh, I can't remember the brand name, but he does have a hard food that he doesn't eat very much, but I give him a lot of soft food. Good. Um, uh, the wet food. He eats uh, probably two to two and a half cans a day. Oh, my. Okay. Of a, uh, a fancy feast. Okay. Which probably isn't the best. Okay. Part. No. Why don't we try to That's get him all in? He will eat. Okay, but get him into try to rotate him into some good grain-free uh, cat foods. Okay, because that will help with the coat immen- immensely. Also, I would start adding. Uh, do you have any extra virgin coconut oil? Yeah. Okay. Put a little bit on his on his. Uh, you can mix it in with his food, but you can also put it on his paw and let him lick it off. All oh, right, because okay. that will because that the 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 oils, the fats that are in that extra virgin coconut oil, will help keep his coat in healthier shape. Also, um, I would do a can of sardines at least once a week in water. Just a okay. just a can yeah, of sardines. I've done that before. Yep, and but that has to be regular now. I would even maybe do it twice a week. Uh, oh, but you know, just okay. the reason is because you got a big cat. And see, when the furnace goes on, our skin gets dry, and so does the cats. Okay, and so okay. do the dogs. And so we got to add the extra omega threes and sixes. Okay. And so that's why with cats, I don't know a cat that doesn't won't eat sardines. <laughs> you know, and so, so he he gobbles them down. He he does. Excellent because that yeah, in water, not in oil, all right? Yep, yep. And so that's what I would I would start working on is building his omega 3s and 6s. Uh you can also get, you know, fish oil or like krill oil that's in a pump, you know, so you don't have to get, you know, with cats, you don't have to get them to eat the pill or pop the, you know, the the capsule. Uh because that's what I just start doing daily here that he gets some source of omega 3s and 6s that will help is his coat like a flyaway coat, like when you groom him, or oh, is it's so long? And I do trim it often. Okay, and so, but see, we want it like when his his coat is like uh, almost like a chinchillas, 
and in such good shape that you know that doesn't not like what's what's happening now. All right. Okay. okay. And so that's Perfect. what, and that's why, like I said, the omega threes and sixes, and and I would do very, very, very little of the dry food. Maybe put it around the house and give him something to do to go find. Okay. But yeah, other, he's not eating it as much at all. Yeah. Well, that's good because we don't want that. Because does he throw up at all? Does he throw up hairballs? Um. Yes, but maybe once a month. Okay. Good. Okay. But but yeah, if he started, that means there it's he's eating too much dry food and he can't drink enough water to compensate. So okay. that's why, it's, so you got to pay attention to that. But I would try the, uh, let's see, a Nutrisource has got seven flavors without chicken, grain free. I would try that. You've got. How- and he only likes the pate. He will not. Yes, I, I know. That's my cats, too. My cats, too. And then I got hound, you got Hounds and Gatos, got Red Barn, you got uh, Dave's, you got Merrick. And that's what you just want to do. And then save the labels of the ones your cat won't eat so you remember that. But introduce it slowly. They will rotate over. But try to, you know, get more better into the cat and that'll help the coat too okay wonderful okay you have a grand day thank you for your call thank you so much bye-bye all right a man finds a small iron coin dated 1954 bc what's it worth we'll be back oh i love that doesn't that just make you want to polish your head (laughs) a little bit there you go i know i'm just old soul what can i say all right uh, a man finds a small iron coin dated 154 BC. What's it worth? Hmm. I'm going to say five, 2.5 million. Uh, Ma, uh, there it's uh, 154 BC. There was no coin. Oh, God. You got me. Good job. <laughs> there you go. Walked right into that one. There you go. See, you know what? A new favorite. My daughter talked to me. My you don't. My my daughter lives in Alaska. She's oh, got wow. four kids. And anyway, so we were talking the other day. She says, "Mom, have you taught tried the new uh, M and M's?" I said, "Oh, now what do they come out with?" You won't believe this. It, they're called uh, sugar cookie M&M's. Ooh. Oh, I'll tell you. Honest <laughs> to Pete, I can see why she's a little bit yet. So, uh, yeah. yeah. They're very, very tasty. They keep, they keep sugar coming out cookie, with. Yes, sugar cookie M&M's. And it does. I've got some here, so if you Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might have to have a couple. But anyway, but I was very surprised because it has kind of in the center the texture like you're eating a cookie, and and then I I'm not sure what show it was. It was Bradley and Colleen, or um, if it was Don and Steve. They were talking. I think it was Don and Steve. They were talking about why hasn't anybody? You know, you have you have um, Reese's peanut butter pieces in Reese's peanut butter cookies, yeah. and you have chocolate chip cookies, chocolate chips, and every kind of cookie, but nobody's ever put anything in sugar cookies. I mean, like uh, Reese's Pieces, you know, oh. in a sugar cookie or a M&M in a sugar cookie. Oh. And then a week after that, then Cassandra, you know, because I'm thinking, well, that is a thought. We've Nobody's ever done that. And so then my daughter tells me about these uh, sugar cookie M&Ms and like, okay, the universe is talking. So, Boom, light bulb. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I went up there and uh, yeah, and uh, they're very... T- because being that she likes these so much, I bought like 10 packages of them, you know, the big packages. Mm-hmm. So that throughout, I can send them to her because I send her packages, you know, to make her day and stuff like that. So, but anyway, by no means am I giving her, you know, because it's, look, see, it's a big, see, it's this size. See, I see radio fans. Can you see? Oh, yeah. That? It's a hefty bag. It's a big bag. Yeah. Yes. 
It is very tasty. So anyway, hey, you got a question? You got open line. 651-641-1071. Who's up to bat? Ida's up, and she's looking for dog uh, suggestions. All right. Here we go. Hi. And by the way, I like how you did the name. I wouldn't have called. I would have slaughtered that name. Me too. Yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> she went I. You know, he put the letter I and then duh, so that I wouldn't mess it up. So I was very proud of Grant. Right. <laughs> right. That's great. That's great. Hi. Well, hi. I'm Ida. And um, thanks for taking my question. Oh, thanks for calling. Yeah, so I'm 64, my husband is 70, okay. and we, w- we would like to get our first dog. Okay. And we walk about three to five miles a day, mm-hmm. and we'd like to get a small dog, and we live in a high-rise mm-hmm. apartment, okay. and we're looking for a dog that is not so much a barker right. and low to no anxiety if we leave for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um any suggestions? Well, see, the big thing is, is that, you know, everybody has a look of a dog that they like, but mm-hmm. that what you have to work with is the personality that each dog has. Mm-hmm. And why, when I brought home, uh, Gilligan was first, he's my 10 pounder. My husband looked at me and said, I am not having a yapper. You get, you know, he's not staying. Well, then when I really, a couple, oh man, what was it, a year later, I really you know, torqued his uh, chain when I brought Ethel home, the three pounder. <laughs> uh-huh. And he says, I am not going to have any yappers. Well, he's already spent a year with Gilligan. But see, what makes little dog yappers is nobody uses their brain. And so the dog is, it, they become reactive because look at the world from their point of view. It's like Lion of the Giants, right? Sure. So sure. most everybody just picks all these little dogs up and carries them and don't make their brain work. And so now with Gilligan and Ethel, Ethel can do everything at three pounds that the big dogs can. All right. She knows sit. She knows gophers. She knows the down. Mm-hmm. He'd walk on a leash. Is she everything? But most people don't. They take their little dogs for a walk and let them scan and go all over the place and they don't ask the dog to think. So mm-hmm. first of all, whatever dog you get you got to do thinking you know teaching tricks doing obedience things like that getting the dog mm-hmm. to look to you for direction now as far as what dog to get now the obviously puppies are a lot of work okay okay but so what you need you, not, what go ahead I'm sorry we're not sold on a puppy oh good and so yeah. but no but what's happening because of what's going on around us mm-hmm. there's not a lot of rescue dogs to be had oh, and so that's okay. the problem so now all of a sudden everybody's going puppy because they can't find a rescue dog so what you can do is start your mission and what you can go to like petfinders.com and because mm-hmm. a lot of smaller rescues that's they go use pet finders because they don't have mm-hmm. a site you know they can't man, manage sure. their own site. Yeah. Okay. And so what you're looking for is that you never talk yourself into a dog, number one. And when you go meet the dog, the dog's head should be up and the tail should be up. Like, and who are you? What could, what would you like? You know what I mean? Not a dog that looks like it's half scared to death. Like, okay. oh my God, the world's coming to an end. Because that's, and, you know, that's a dog that, because if you go out for walks and such like that, that dog can be worked with, but he may just be fine with just, do you have grandkids or anything? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. So if you don't have that, then you can meet your little bit more. But you, what you do is that, like I say, you want a dog that is going to be an enlightenment into your life and not where you have to live your life around the dog. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens sometimes when people get dogs that if they don't train them and such like that, and all of a sudden they're kind of harbored, you know, I mean, kept by their dog. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is that as far as certain breed, yes, breeds are like American Eskimos are notorious barkers, Chihuahuas are notorious barkers. All right. Mm-hmm. So what you got to do is find a look that you like, read the bio. 
and then um, and go from there. Terriers, terrorists. Uh, you know, my Gilligan is Yorkie and, and Karen Terrier. Smart as a whip, you know, and, uh, you know, he'll let you know if somebody's at the door. But the minute I mm-hmm. say quiet, yeah, he zips it. And so that's, mm-hmm. but just teaching him. And that's the big, no matter what dog you get, you have to get input or you're going to have the yapper or mm-hmm. you're going to have the dog that is gets separation anxiety, you know. Sure. And so one thing, too, if you read the book, People Training for Good Dogs, People training for good dogs. And so you see the world from the dog's point of view, then there wouldn't be as much. There wouldn't have to be so many trainers. Okay. <laughs> because the whole thing is, is getting them you to understand how a dog thinks. And so see it from their point of view. And then when you start working forward, it, everything starts really coming together. Because the okay. biggest thing of dogs that are yappers is that there's no input into the brain. Like naming all their toys, teaching tricks, the obedience. Oh, and, you know, okay. and so that more stuff that you could input input then you're going to have the coolest dog ever and so and so that's the whole thing just look for a personality that you seem to just kind of click and it's like i think this is what needs to come home with us (laughs) but don't as far like i say people try to pin me down to breeds and you know the thing is is that there's good and bad in every breed you know there isn't uh like one breed it's just i go by the looks i love the shepherd look you know the german shepherds and so that's i'm drawn to that look you know whether it's on a a corgi body or (laughs) whatever Uh Uh and so yeah so there really isn't um but you know the the like chihuahuas and the minpins are very high over the energy. Jack Russells are very high, high, high energy. Okay. And so, uh, and that's the thing is that if you want to know about a picket, how a, tra- a breed trains, yeah. ask a trainer. We'll tell you. But the thing okay. is, is that there, there again, there's good. I've seen low energy Jack Russells. And okay. then I've, but the norm, the the majority of Jack Russells are just very high energy, and they need a job. They need to do something for you, you know, to buy tricks yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have to do something, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the main name of the game. So you got to find something by like go to the different rescues. If you go to my website, uh, go to mytalk1071.com and go mm-hmm. to my show page. You go to my website, click on links, and then you'll see dog rescues. And okay. so I've got quite a few listed there, and just see what they've got in the system. Okay. And then go to petfinders.org or pet, not petfinders.com, you know. Anyway, and uh, and like I say, just kind of scroll through, and all of a sudden something's going to catch your eye. Read the bio, and then eventually, I don't know. I don't know how rescues are doing, you know, with COVID and everything. How they're doing the meetups that you get to meet the dog. I don't know how they're, you know, right. a lot of them are doing that. So anyway, so that's just the thing is, don't okay. be in a hurry. That oh my goodness, it's been I've been looking for a month now and I haven't found a dog. So then you settle. No, this is going to be a dog that's going to be with you for at least ten, hopefully fifteen years. You know, if you get okay. them like you know under a year, and so don't be in a hurry. You it will the, the the your paths will cross when it's needed to cross. Okay. Okay. And can I go back to something sure. you said? Yeah. I think you said never talk yourself into a dog. Yep. Can you tell? Can you? talk more about that. <laughs> okay because uh, like okay let's say i'll take the shy one that real shy one that's in the corner okay but it's oh. but it's cute as it is cute as a button and it's yeah. like well i can hug it and love it and make it all better <laughs> okay oh, I get or it. something okay. yeah if something feels 
it just doesn't feel like a good fit. Just like, you know, people that you meet, you don't understand, you don't understand why you just get a weird feeling about somebody that mm-hmm. you just kind of keep your distance. And mm-hmm. then there's some people you just meet and it feels like you've known them for 40 years. Mm-hmm. All right. And so the, people have a tendency to just look at the big brown eyes or blue eyes, whatever the dog's got. Mm-hmm. And I just like, and, and not think about, okay, this is going to be with me for at least, let's say 12 to 14 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this a personality, this dog that's jumping all over me? You know, mm-hmm. how, you know, so that's the whole thing is to understand and know what your energy level is and what you know will blend with your family mm-hmm. because if you're a bookworm and you get yourself a border collie you are going to be going gray real fast and drinking at the end of every day all right now if you're a runner and you get a basset hound you're going to be so frustrated because the, you'll be about 10 bucks ahead of the basset hound. Right, okay, right. so that's why you've got to find one that's conducive to your lifestyle. And that is, you know, it's a blessing to have the dog. Because right. there's a lot of people that have got very snarky dogs that they try to have either the grandkids over or their kids, you know, um, people over. they got to put the dog away because the dog's going to, somebody's going to get bit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're, they're and, but yet they, their dog is good with just them. But they, in the, and it's just kind of like smoking. Every smoker wants to quit. Every smoker does. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, these people that have the snarky dog wishes the dog wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. But what happens is that they put, uh, you know, like, okay, I'm, I, I'll just put it away. And, and then because he's good with us. But that, and then it's kind of sad to say, but once that dog leaves, it's almost like a relief. They don't have mm-hmm. to be on guard that, that that dog might come out and bite somebody or get into, you know, some, there might be a problem. Right. All right. right. And so that's why what you want to do is you just want to, you know, just rely on your gut feeling. Your gut feeling will always steer you right. You know, if something's just not right, then walk away. There again, you're walking away going, oh, but it's so cute. When the old butts come out, it's move along. (laughs) Okay, got it, got it. And the name of that book, was that People Training from Good Dogs? Nope, People Training for Good Dogs. For Good Dogs. Okay, thank you. You betcha. Well, good luck and keep me posted what you wind up with. I will. We'll probably take your obedience class. (laughs) Okay, well, if you you have any questions, let's say you find one that you're kind of interested, give me a call. You know, you can up at Katie's K9 or call me on Sunday. And, you know, and, and run. I'd rather have people run questions past me than all of a sudden, Oh, I wish I would have talked to you before I got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. You much. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. You too. Bye bye. Take care. All right. Is that time to? Okay. Hold on. Here's a. This is a long one now. You walk into a room with a rabbit holding a carrot, a pig eating slop, and a chip holding a banana. Which mammal? Oh yeah. Which mammal in the room is the smartest? We'll be back. This is one of my favorite. Love Jingle Bell Rock. No matter who sings it, it's a good one too. Great one. I like the perky peppy. Want to kick off the shoes and dance around the tree. (laughs) All right. Okay, you walk into a room with a rabbit holding a carrot, a pig eating slop, and a chimp holding a banana. What mammal in the room is the smartest? Uh, I'm going to go with the rabbit holding a carrot. (laughs) Okay. It's you. Me? You walk into oh a room God. Oh, God. with a rabbit holding a carrot, a pig eating slop, and a chip holding a banana. If, Which mammal in the room is the smartest? Yeah, it would be me. That would be you. And if I can get one of these today, we'll be lucky. So there we're shooting for one. Hey, there you go. There, it's not It's just not how we play the game. We're just having fun. And then now look at all your learning. So yeah. all week you'll be able, if you remember, unlike myself, I have a real good memory, but it's very short. <laughs> <laughs> so half the time people, I some people, it was a, 
Uh, I thought I was, I was not going to, uh, I have a tendency sometimes I, I don't want people to wait too long. I'll come back from break and then forget to give the answer. So then, we'll, you know, so then all of a sudden, you know, that nobody catches it. And I've had people call me going, you didn't give the answer <laughs> to, and I'm like, Oh, I forgot. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Right, that was funny. Okay. Who's up next? Right now we've got Jill and her dog is having some kennel issues, right, Jill? All right. Hi, Jill. Hello. Hi there. There you go. What kind of pupper do you have? We have a um, mix. She was a rescue, Shepherd Husky mix. All right. How old? She's now one. Okay. How long have you had her? Uh, Since she was about 12 weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. And so what's the kennel? What's going on? So we put her to bed um, at night and she's fine. She goes to bed. All right. And then in the morning, about 5, between 5 and 5.15, she gets up every morning, and she, it's almost like she panics. She's drooling and panting and, um, you know, barking and whining, and we have tried pretty much everything with her. Right. Okay, so Um, where is the kennel that she's sleeping? Where is it? The kennel's in my husband's office. Okay, it's in the office. Okay, now is the only time, do you use the kennel periodically throughout the day? We do not. Okay. Uh, what I would strongly suggest is try to make, get her one with her kennel. Uh, how long has she been wait, waking up at five having a fit? So, um, when she was little and then daylight savings time, she actually did okay with. Okay. She adjusted within a week. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, good, she can actually sleep later. <laughs> Um, but she's still at it, and we've tried, you know, calming probiotics and herbs and okay, but TV she's, treats. She's fine, though, once you put her in the kennel. It's only at 5 in the morning she wakes up, and she wants out now, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what I would start doing is try to make... Uh, Use the kennel periodically throughout the day. Pop her in there for a minute here, five minutes there, half hour. If she's dozing, leave her alone, all right? I would start feeding her in the kennel. So you want to try to make the kennel more of she's content and happy to be in there instead of, okay, I woke up and now I want the heck out of this kennel now, <laughs> okay? Right, and right. Yeah, and so that's what we want to try to do is get her to become one with her kennel. And so that's by putting her in a minute here, five minutes there, uh, throw a treat in there and put a toy in there. I would start feeding her in there. Sometimes you close the door. Sometimes you leave the door open. Uh, you just want to just kind of change it up. Every day you're going to put her in the kennel at least three to four times every day for the next two weeks. And then you're going to slow it down to maybe a couple times a day other than her going to bed at night. All right. Also, too, then I would try leaving a radio on or a TV on at night. You know, just very calm. Okay. Uh, I would do a radio. Uh, and then uh, not on you know, like <laughs> some wah station. Uh, FM 107 is kind of good because it's, 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 you know, just talk. <laughs> it's no <Yeah>. nutsy music. <laughs> but anyway, because then it's just kind of like a baby. You know, sometimes by playing calming music or whatever, it kind of helps them if they wake up to just kind of shake it off and lay back down again. But I got a feeling what it is is because you're not using the kennel like during the day that she that when she wakes up, she's tired when she goes to bed. But then when she wakes up, it's like, okay, I'm done. Get me the heck out of here now. And so what you want her to do is wake up and just learn to hang out in her kennel, just kind of like a two-legged child does in their bed before they learn to crawl out of it. <laughs> okay. They learn to just kind of hang out in there. So that's why you want to teach her to hang out in her kennel and not to panic when she, when she wakes up and she needs out now. Now, all right. 
Great. So what you're just going to do then, like I say, periodically uh, throw a treat in and just and just have your voice be very happy. Kenno! And throw the treat in there. And then some, if sometimes she goes in, you close the door. Sometimes you don't. Just keep rotating it up. And then let's say you close the door. Just say, very nice. And then walk away. And then, uh, you know, as long as she's quiet, you know, wait like 10 minutes. Okay, if you go there and she's dozing, leave her alone. Just move it along. And then just if you can cure her. Now, do what kind of kennel do you have? Do you have the wire or the plastic? We have wire. Okay, now you got to look at it from the dog's point of view. Dogs are denning animals. They want their back covered. And so the problem with the, the wire kennels is that, number one, they're very noisy. If you would put your front half in there, go, you know, put your head in there and like up to your waist or whatever, and just kind of have somebody move the kennel a little bit, you know, just tap on the kennel, you'll be surprised how tinny it sounds. And many dogs cannot take that. They feel like their back is not covered. Some people go and cover it with a blanket, and then, but that doesn't take the noise away, and it doesn't give you that sense of security. Most dogs rather have the all-plastic kennels instead of the wire kennels. So that might be part of the problem. When she wakes up, she's like, get me the heck out of here. And uh, But try it first with what you've got. And what I would try to do is either shove it into a corner so one side is... Uh, is uh covered and the back side is covered and then use three quarter inch plywood something heavy to put on the top of it so now what happens you put got weight in the kennel so that's going to keep that tinny noise to a minimum and now she feels a little bit now there's only the front and the one side that is open so now she feels like her back is covered a little bit a little bit more safer because dogs are denning animals they want their back covered that's instinctual is what it is does that make sense right yeah, it does. Okay. So that's what you want to do. Start, you know, like to throw a treat, throw a toy. Kennel. Just say, be real happy. Even if you're mad at the dog and she just fried your last nerve, <laughs> you just go, kennel. And she's like, you bet. <laughs> and so then she's going to run to the kennel. You can shut the door and swear as you're leaving the dog, you know, <laughs> walking away from the dog. But the worst <laughs> thing, how a kennel becomes a punishment crate is when people go, get your kennel, bad dog. That now is a punishment crate. All right. So no matter how what the dog has done just to get the dog used to the kennel or if it's been something bad, you always just keep it very fluffy. Kennel. And then now the dog needs a timeout because he's been an idiot. <laughs> and then things will calm down. All right. OK. So that's what you want okay. to try to do. So that's what I would work on right now. Get him, be, feed him in the kennel. You want the dog to become one with his kennel. OK. OK. Perfect. Perfect. Keep, well, thank you very you much. Betcha. Keep me, it. You betcha. Keep me posted. Take care. Okay, thanks, Katie. You bet. Bye-bye. Uh, that's the thing with the kennels, and, and if anybody's listened to my show for any length of time, I know the plastic ones don't look pretty, mm-hmm. and I just never understood why they haven't made them look pretty. They make everything look pretty. Mm-hmm. So why didn't somebody design one that a plastic kennel that looks like wood, mm-hmm. a plastic kennel that's maybe red right. <laughs> or blue or yellow? <laughs> They're all that dull, yucky color type yep. stuff. And so if they would make them, but, but see, the dogs truly love, same with the cats, because their back is covered and it doesn't make noise. That's the big thing. Yeah, we do that with ours. We have, just because our wolfhound is one, so we only for if we're gonna we don't use it as he doesn't sleep in there at night but if we have to go for a long period of time we'll put him in there but we've got the blanket over the side it's in the corner but we keep the front part open for him and he he does just fine in there but you like like you said i feel like he feels much more comfortable when he's backed into that corner with that yep with his back not exposed oh exactly no they like i said those uh, wire kennels are so tinny and the biggest thing with when you got you know short of like adding an addition to your house (laughs) that is their crate i mean that's a lot of dog 
they don't make now the wire candles. I know they make some that can be kind of bigger. Um, I've got one from a person that used to have a Great Dane, and I, it's like a triple X yep. is what it is. But see, I shoved it to the corner. It's like literally, it's it's. Uh, hidden, you wouldn't even know there was a kennel back there mm-hmm. between all the stuff. So there is no noise to that kennel whatsoever. But when you got that really big dogs, it's it's hard to find kennels. It really is. Oh yeah. And so it's it's nuts. Yeah. And in case, uh, uh, tell everyone what kind of dogs you do have. So I have two Irish Wolfhounds. One is Bo. He's seven years old. He's a therapy dog. And then we have Grizzly, who is a one-year-old Irish Wolfhound. He's hitting about 155 pounds. I don't want to hear. And then we have a little King Charles, all red Cavalier, to kind of match up the, you know, to to kind of balance everything out. So. And the cavalier runs the other two dogs, Oh, right? yeah. He's got the wor- worst attitude of them all. Yep. So. Yeah, well, that's a, the littlest dog in the house. I always runs the others. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend had uh, Great Danes mm-hmm. and she had three of them and then they had two Yorkies that were maybe six, seven pounds a piece. Those Danes, if they, if you, if they came into a room and saw the Yorkies, they did a beeline backwards to get out of that room. <laughs> it was just crazy. But anyway, so hopefully, hey, if you got questions, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, what goes around the house and in the house but never touches the house? What goes around the house and in the house but never touches the house? We'll be back. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. With Black Friday savings at The Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs. And high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select GE kitchen packages at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.